Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy, and if this is okay, and if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in, and from my continued listeners and supporters, thank you, thank you to all of you. Thank you. You can be listening to any podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I do appreciate you. All right, we got some things we got to talk about. Oh my gosh, my hair is itching. I just got this sewing put in my hair, and I'm just, like, patting it. I don't know if y'all can hear the patting or not. You know, how we do. We got to pat that head. Oh, my gosh. I just hate when it start itching. Ooh. Anyway, so we're coming off the Easter holiday weekend. I had a great um, Easter holiday. I hope you guys did as well. Um, oh, my gosh. Speaking of Easter, man. Well, first of all, first of all, before I even get into that. Let me get into this. This is not a reflection, but it's just like something I saw and I thought it was um, very interesting. It was a post on Instagram. So I wanted to share that. So it goes like this. Taking no risks will end up being your biggest risk. You have to risk failure to succeed. You have to risk rejection to be accepted. You have to risk heartbreak to love. If you're always avoiding risk, you're risking missing out on life. Mm. That's right. That is right, man. You cannot avoid everything. You can't avoid heartbreak. You can't avoid that stuff. And you avoid growth when you try to avoid everything. I mean, everything is not going to always feel good. Everything is not going to always be peaches and cream. And the thing is, we as people, we don't like to not feel good. We always want to feel good. But the truth of the matter is, it is actually in painful processes that you actually grow it's just like i always say it's just like a flower you need the the dirt the sun and the water to grow so that means of course we like the sunshine but the dirt and the water we need that as well you need those un you know comfortable moments and uncomfortable events to happen to actually produce growth that's real for real so um, yeah, so you just can't always avoid, you just can't always bo- avoid things that don't feel good. Um, you can't always avoid uncomfortable conversations and, or, you know, you just can't avoid things all the time. But yeah, you risk taking, you know, you risk missing out on things when you don't want to take risks. So yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. So, um, that's what I was saying. So Easter weekend was really good. But let me tell y'all, I wanted to share this with y'all. So, my um, so, somebody brought to my attention this this restaurant. It's in Atlanta. It's called the what is that? What is that restaurant called? Um, what's the name of that restaurant? I can't even think of it. It's called the Steak Market, I believe. Yeah, the Steak Market. And when I tell y'all, this restaurant was super freaking expensive. I mean, expensive as hell. I, I just want to know, if i got any listeners out there who live in Atlanta or whatever, or who have visited this restaurant, y'all got to tell me if it's any good, okay? 
because <laughs> the freaking menu I mean I've been to some five star restaurants I've been to you know some restaurants that were pretty expensive um but I mm, I ain't never been to one like this and I don't even think I would go to a restaurant like this even if I was a celebrity of some sort I would not visit this restaurant so let me tell you about this menu when I when the when so basically my niece we was over to my niece's house her and her boyfriend had grilled out and stuff like that so my niece's boyfriend's brother took his wife to this restaurant for her birthday so while they were there they have a they had a cousin who was over to the house as well and she pulled up the menu and she was like oh my gosh she was tripping off the menu and she was showing me so we were sitting there kind of like looking at talking about these prices like oh hell nah she was going through the prices and she was mentioning it to me to make sure she wasn't tripping she was like okay this this say this right i'm like yep it's just like oh my we was tripping Mm -mm. so for example they have um cotton candy for 85 dollars okay 85 dollars yeah y'all heard me right um so this is it's called the steak market from now this part of the menu is from the char grill okay it says a wagyu burger for 39 dollars uh fettuccine sliced american wagyu strip loin for 70 dollars um what else they have a 24 karat gold coated highly marbled gold grade american wagyu strip loin for 460 dollars um black truffle fries these are the sides right here wild mushrooms for 21 dollars onion flowers for 19 dollars mashed purple potatoes for 16 dollars um what else what else they have a dessert called the fountain of youth for 145 dollars like i said cotton candy for 85 dollars the giant um icy sunday for seventy dollars birthday cake for four for one hundred and ninety dollars and then if you want the birthday cake for six that's two hundred and fifty five dollars okay now this ain't even about being no cheap ass that's just an expensive ass restaurant <laughs> and i gotta know if the food is amazing but at the same time even if the food is amazing it ain't worth it. I know it's not worth it. It can't be worth it. Okay? 14 gold wings for $860. A bottle of Moet for $2,100. And, um, did I say the ice cream sundae for $120? Uh, Grey Goose for $50. Bottle of Patron, $135. Remy Martin, $790. And then their $50 fee to smoke a cigar. Now, the cheapest thing on the menu is a side of broccoli for $20 or a side of cauliflower for $20. I will not be visiting visiting that restaurant, okay? And like I said, it ain't about being no cheap ass, but baby, that is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No steak market for moi. I mean, it's just not that serious for no damn food. My thing is, you I and I and I and I, I'm saying I am not no hater. I'm not, but I'm I'm saying that's just some food you gonna eat and shit out later on. And I'm not spending that kind of money on it. And I wouldn't let my man spend that kind of money on us. 
Hell no, not for my birthday, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, put that on a piece of jewelry. Or, uh, you know what I'm saying? You buy me a nice bag or something, or let's take a trip or whatever. I'm not, we're not spending that kind of money on no damn food, like I said, that we're just going to eat and shit out later. Uh, no. 24 karat gold wings, I don't care. Because, no, that is just, some people just be doing, I mean, that's just, I don't know, that's just, that's just a bit much to me. Mm-mm. They got a royal lamb, whole rack of lamb for $190 and you can probably go to a damn mom and pop spot and get better tasting food I bet you this food ain't all that now she talked the cousin talked to the brother when he left the restaurant you know after they left or whatever I guess um he called her or she called him either one but she asked him because I was sitting right there she asked him you know how was the food he said it was amazing he said it was amazing and I'm like well shit maybe it was child it better have been amazing for all of that. That damn fool better have some money hidden in it or something. Mm-mm. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not a hater. People do what they do. You know what I'm saying? If you want to spend that kind of money on some food, that's, that's your business. That's your prerogative, you know. I just know I won't be doing no shit like that. Mm-mm. Now, we got a, we got a place here called... The Brazilian, um, what is it, Texas Brazilian Steakhouse or whatever. Now, they're pretty good, you know what I'm saying? And they, they start off at like $50 a plate, you know. Um, they have like endless meat. Like you just, they had to get, they give this little cube thingy or whatever and they turn it, you, they turn it to a green and when they turn it on, when you have it on green, they keep all the meats coming, you know what I mean, all different meats. I mean, it's a pretty good spot, and then when you turn the cube on red, or whatever, they stop bringing the meat or whatever, but, um, I wouldn't mind going there, actually, again, I haven't been there in a couple, couple of years or whatever, but, um, yeah, their food is pretty good, but I'm just saying, like, that's, that would be considered an expensive spot as well, but, I mean, you know, this other place, the steak market, that's a little over the top from, to me, you know, but hey. Evidently, somebody going there because they in business, child. They in business. So, yeah, he said they had oysters when they went. They had steak oysters. Um, uh, what else did he say? He said they had steak oysters and um, some other stuff, child, on that menu. But, um, yeah, hey, I hope they had a good time because uh, for that... So, anyway, um, did y'all see Usher? I saw Usher on Instagram skating and shit. I was like, who knew Usher could skate? Him and JD and, uh, Swiss, was that Swiss Beats? No, Dallas Austin. I don't know why I get them mixed up. They was in there skating someplace or whatever. I think, um, Usher might have, somebody must have, like, a partnership with them or something. This, this company or whatever, because Usher's, I noticed Usher is always there. Yeah, let me go back. He said he had lamb chops, oysters, and um, steak or whatever. Child, mm. I just I was tripping off that. That was oh goodness. Anyway, so um, but yeah, I saw Usher on there skating. I was like, who knew Usher asked to skate? He was getting down. So it was called the Roll Roll Module Modules or whatever. And um, yeah, he made me want to get back out there. I ain't been skating in a couple of weeks now. I said I got to get back out there. So anyway, all right, moving right along, right along, right along. 
So overall, like I said, I had a good Easter weekend. I ate good as hell. You know what I'm saying? I bust down some food, child. I sure did. I sure did. Now, I've been doing good for the past 30 days. I haven't been eating no sweets and stuff like that. But it seemed like on Easter Sunday, boys, like I was on a binge or something. Like I was making up for all that, all the all the sweets I haven't been eating. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah. Now, let's get into some things. So, I saw a picture of Zaya Wade. Um, you know, that's Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade's son, uh, daughter or whatever. Excuse me, daughter. And, um, you know, she's, you know, she's transgender or whatever. So, here's this picture of Zaya Wade and her new boo, I guess. And they're kissing, okay? So, this, this picture went viral. And um, this is what I want to say about it. Now, I have no dog in this fight. You know, my thing is people love who they want to love and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's been great that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle have been supportive of Zaya's, um, you know, Zaya's life. And, and who she identifies herself to be, okay? Because for a lot of parents, especially men, it is hard to accept when their son, um, you know, grows up or whatever not even all the way grown up for real for real um but when they come to a place and they go a whole different direction meaning they like the same sex because most men want their son to you know carry on their legacy and all that good stuff you know what i'm saying so in that regard i think it's wonderful that um zaya wade has her father's support now okay this is what I don't agree with. I, I'm starting to feel like they're doing too much. This 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 podcast is going to be talking about people doing too damn much. <laughs> but um, there, I, I just feel like it's, it's 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 becoming like overkill. Okay, this is a picture that we didn't need to see. We didn't need to see Zaya Wade kissing her new boo. Oh yeah, you know we didn't need to see that. Now the 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 boo that she's kissing is actually a transgender. Um, male, I think I'm saying it right. It, it, it's a born born woman, but identify as male. Okay, so they're kissing. So in reality, Zaya Wade, if if she's gonna have sex with this person, she's gonna be having sex with a girl because this person still has their vagina. This person was born with a vagina. I mean, I can't say they still have the hell. I don't know. I don't know if they had the sur- that this this person had the surgery or not. I don't know. But as far as we know, this person this this person is a is a is a born female. So, he has a vagina, although he identifies as male. Y'all get what I'm saying? So, Zaya I wonder if Zaya way is more bis- is bisexual. I wonder if Zaya may want a girl but also may want boys as well but anyway i feel like d wade and gabrielle union are they're just doing too much it's it's starting to seem like an attention seeking type of thing or they're just trying to stay trending or you know what i mean just 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 trying to put stuff out there because we don't need to see um zaya wade kissing her boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever we don't need to see that and it's not even about it because it's the the type of you know it's not even about that it's just that they're young you feel what i'm saying they're young and i think zaya wade is only what 14 shit when i was 14 i wasn't 
flaunting, you know, who I was kissing and stuff like I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's just some things we don't need to see. It's just, and again, like I said, it, 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 it has nothing to do with um, the, the type of, you know, it has nothing to do with that. It's just more so of the fact that I feel like they're young. And we don't have to see them kissing and stuff. I mean, hell, that's that's her bi- that's their business. And if she's dating or whatever, it's just I I just feel like it's an attention thing when it comes to the waves. It really is. It's an attention thing. So, but that's what people do now. They want to put everything on social media, and it's like we get it, D Wade and Gabrielle Union. We get it. You guys are in, in some full support of Zaya. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. However, we don't need to see everything that she's doing. It's like it's almost like y'all want to show, like, look, y'all going over the top to show we support her, we support her. And it's like, well, what? Okay, what else do y'all want from us? I mean, it's like you know somebody's gonna have something to say about it. Somebody's gonna have something uh, that y'all deem is negative to say about it. And it's not. It's, it's not even about saying that. You know. Y'all can't do what y'all want to do because y'all can, but it's like, are y'all using this to kind of like, I don't know, it just seems something's not right about it. And they've been doing this ever since they, you know, ever since she kind of came out with who she is. They've, they've been kind of just like throwing stuff out there, just putting stuff, putting everything on, on the internet, putting everything out there. And it's like, well, damn. So, yeah, I don't know, you know, and of course the comments, people had stuff to say, some people, some people was in support of it, and some people were just, hell, like me, just over it, like, okay, you guys, y'all be doing too much, for real. So, I don't know um, what their goal is here, but I'm just saying what it looks like, you know. So let me see something. Let me go over here and see if I can, um, hold on. Okay, this thing acting stupid. I ain't about to. So anyway, that's what I want to say about that, though, because I'm just like, mm mm-mm. Uh, 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 uh. All right. So anyway, another topic. Another topic I wanted to touch on was the whole Cam Newton comment. Okay. So Cam Newton, um, he's a quarterback for who the hell Cam Newton play for? Um, you know I don't really follow sports all like that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, now I know he's a quarterback. Okay, he's a quarterback. And, um, he has some things to say about, um, women. Um, basically, um, he was saying that, you know, shit, women need, <laughs> need to quit focusing on being bad bitches and, and need to focus more on being domestic, you know, like knowing how to cook and stuff like that, you know, um, <laughs> so, you know, women heard this stuff, they became outraged, like, what, now, this was a couple of days ago, I know I'm late to the party, y'all. I know sometimes when stories come out, people like to know, people want to, you know, people like to know and talk about it, you know, immediately. But, you know, I'll be doing other things, so I can't get up on it as fast as I want to. So, y'all have to get it when y'all get it. But um, people wanted to know my opinion about this. Uh, some people sent this to me, actually, and wanted to know my opinion about it. 
Um, and um, this is what I'm going to say. Um, oh, yeah, he played for the Carolina Panthers. Okay, that's what he played for. So, yeah, that's Cam Newton. So, um, let me let y'all hear what he had to say. Let's go to what he had to say. I guess he was on somebody's podcast. And he said what he said, and so I'm going to let y'all hear it, and then I'm going to uh, speak on, speak on it. I'm going to speak on it. I had a, a perfect, a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I grew up in a three-parent household. My mom Really, um, 
not every man cares that his woman don't cook. Not every man does. In fact, I know some women who can't cook, and so their husbands do all the cooking. There are some men who prefer to cook. So, you know, that's not always, you know what I'm saying, a, a deal breaker either for some people. But um, I do get what he's saying as far as, because let's just face it, there's no secret out here that a lot of the roles have, there's been a shift in the roles out here. It's like men, and I'm going to go ahead and say this shit, a lot of men, there's a lot of feminine energy when it comes to men, and women are starting to, you know, demonstrate a lot of masculine energy. So, I mean, there's been a shift in the roles out here. <laughs> there really has. And so when he says that, you know, he, he a woman needs to know how to be quiet and let a man lead, I agree with that. I don't have no problem with what he said. I don't. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't really, I just don't. And not only that, but, um, yeah, some men feel like, if a woman is like super like into her looks and into being a bad bitch or a boss bitch or whatever, she ain't focusing on catering to her man. She's not focusing on his needs and, and what it is she needs to be doing in the relationship. But I think, um, yeah, I just think that you gotta have balance because I do believe you can be a bad chick, and, and, and then we gotta we gotta identify what constitutes a bad chick. Now, if we go off of what we see on social media out here, we see a bad chick is a real pretty girl with a badass body, you know, maybe done had a BBL or whatever, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, but somebody whose fucking eyebrows be on fleek and lashes be popping and all this other stuff, you know, just, uh, it's a look, it's about aesthetics, a bad bitch. But why a bad bitch can't be, you know, a woman who is, uh, shoot, just holding her, you know what I'm saying, holding her on as far as, I don't necessarily mean being single, like a single parent or nothing like that, I'm just, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, a bad bitch can be a chick who is taking care of her business, you know, taking care of her kids, or, or you know, if, if, if she is married, you know, she holding it down, you know, she's uh, satisfying her man or whatever in every way. Um, a bad chick can be a woman who, um, shit, who, who understands, you know, that, um, she's not superwoman, you know what I'm saying, she's not afraid to, you know, um, be humble and, 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 and ask for help, she's not always trying to be misindependent and trying to be super strong and all that type of shit, cause, you know, ain't no, ain't no rewards for being misindependent or no shit like that, but I'm just saying, um, so it just it just, it comes down to what do we identify as a bad bitch? You know what I'm saying? First of all, but uh, based on what he's saying, he's going off of what the what um, we see on social media to be a bad bitch or whatever. So yeah, I'm not mad about what he said. Mm-mm. I know a lot of people was in you know in a in a outrage or whatever, but I I didn't see the big deal. <laughs> I really didn't. So. Um, yeah, I remember a, a guy I dated once. He, um, I remember one morning we had got up and he 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 got attitude with me because well, this was like probably about ten years ago. I got up that morning and I went straight and started like you know getting myself together, doing my hair and stuff like that. And he got mad because I didn't I didn't go straight to the kitchen and start cooking. And he got mad. He was like, "See, 
I don't like that shit. I don't like that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? You 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 more concerned about you know what I'm saying what you looking like, you know, rather than cooking breakfast or whatever. <laughs> so you know sometimes um, <laughs> you know sometimes that's how some people that's how some men feel. It's like you know they want you to take care of them first. You know now of course me now I wouldn't go straight to the bathroom and start cooking I mean I, I wouldn't go straight to the bathroom and start like doing my hair and stuff like that I mean I'll go in there and brush my teeth yeah but I'm not about to go in there and start you know I, I make sure you know we fed and stuff like that first or whatever but I'm just saying that yeah I, I see what he's saying he just he's like a woman that's domestic you know and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that so anyway moving right along alright so there was something else I wanted to talk about um it was something else I wanted to talk about oh okay so mm, I want to talk about this whole situation with DJ Envy and his wife Kia okay so y'all they are promoting their new book um what is it called? Real love, real um. What is it called? Real love. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Let's see. Now, while I'm looking this up, um, I must say, uh, DJ Envy and his wife Gia, I actually like them. I actually listen to their, listen to their podcast and stuff. Um, I like them because they don't never try to act Hollywood like a perfect couple or nothing like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Sierra and Russell Wilson. I think it's beautiful that she, you know, that they found each other and they, they got together and they have a beautiful family and everything. But sometimes they just seem too perfect to me. I mean, to the point where I'd be like, okay. And don't get me wrong. What they have is beautiful. I'm, I'm, and I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I'm not taking that from them. But I just think sometimes they just seem too perfect. Like, okay, do y'all ever argue? Like, do y'all ever have a difference of agreement? Uh, it, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But um, but anyway, um, the book is called Real Life, Real Love, Life Lessons. Um, I don't know, Real Life, Real Love. I think that's it. Shit, I think that's what it's called. Rashawn DJ Envy and Gia Casey. Here we go. R- real life, real love, life lessons on joy, pain, and the magic that holds us together. Alright, so I ain't mad at that. I think I'm going to get that book too because I like them. Anyway, so now everybody's talking about the interview uh, they, they did where Gia actually admitted to having faking an orgasm for like 21 years of their marriage because y'all know they got married when they were young i mean i'm not married but they got together when they were like 15 to 16 years old so they've been together for a long 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 time or whatever and they have endured you know him cheating on her stepping out or whatever with uh allegedly erica minna okay and so they talked about that and they talked about how they got past it and i like what gia said in the interview i watched on the breakfast club where she talked about how she basically said that you know, they asked her how does she basically move on from the situation, from him cheating and everything. She said that she got to a point, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it verbatim, I'm just saying what she said basically along the lines of, she said that she got to a point where she 
decided to stop trying to punish him for hurting her because you know when somebody hurts you you want to see them hurt and you want to you know always remind them of the hurt she said that he he understood the impact that he that that his actions had on her in their marriage or whatever he understood it and you know he was willing to put in the work to basically um gain her trust back and everything and you know like she said he sat through hours of her basically interrogating him you know about the incident you know she had a lot of questions that she said that she was able to ask him and he answered every question you know and it was non-stop anytime she wanted to know something he answered it and she said it and it wasn't even he didn't give her textbook answers. He didn't tell her things to just shut her up. He gave her the brutal, honest truth because he wanted her to understand and know that he felt, you know, that he was sorry and he had made a mistake and that he did not want to see his life without, he, you know, he couldn't live without her. And he really wanted her to, you know, he wanted to basically let her know that, you know, this is, I don't, I don't ever plan on cheating on you again. This is it. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I hurt you and everything. And I thought that was beautiful. And I, because I feel like a lot of men won't do that. A lot of people won't do that. You know, a lot of times people cheat. They really won't take accountability. They will, but they'll, it'll be like half and half. It'll be like semi accountability, like on some, I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying, it meant nothing to me, I'm sorry, um, but, you know, I'm sorry, let's be, let's just move past it, and then, you know, us women, we don't want to just, let, we want to know certain things, I, hell, I know I do, I, I'm, I'm a, shit, I'm a very critical thinker, and I, like, I analyze shit, and I, I be wanting to know shit, so, you know, um, there are things that you just have to really do to, in order to heal, from a situation like that because going forward how will somebody know they can trust you again you even if you said you were sorry you know how many times people cheat and say they're sorry and they keep on cheating so i really do um you know commend um them for and i commend envy for you know um somebody once said well he shouldn't have stepped out no way you know okay yeah we get that but you know people do fuck up that's another thing you your partner is gonna fuck up you're gonna fuck up your partner's gonna fuck up you have to give that allowance you know what i'm saying to your partner and everybody's fine may not be cheating you know sometimes you, shit your man might fumble the bag you know or y'all might or shit you might fumble the bag but you know it, it don't ha always have to be cheating but whatever it is you have to take accountability. When you take accountability for your actions, and I mean real accountability, like I said, I ain't talking about no semi-accountability where you just where you just tell somebody you're sorry just because you really want them to shut the fuck up and never talk about it again. No, I'm talking about full accountability where you you own what you did and you 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 know what I'm saying. You tell your partner why you did what you did. And you, you do things to assure them that it's not going to happen again. You know, they say the best apology is, is change behavior. And that's true. So you can't sit up here. You can't cheat on your mate and then turn around, you know, and get mad because they're still talking about it. They're still talking about it because you have not assured them this, that it's not going to happen again. You haven't. Now, don't get me wrong. You cannot 100% assure you know what I'm saying? Like, if, 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 like, if you cheat, if somebody like Gia, she said that they asked her, you know, how does she know that he would never cheat again? She said, you know, she don't. She said it's more so about his relationship with God. You know, if he cheats on her, then he ain't got to deal with her. It's, he got to deal with God. And so, 
so yeah, it's like you don't know if somebody's ever going to cheat again. But I appreciate the effort is what I'm saying. I appreciate the effort that he was willing to put in to assure her that they were not going to go down that path again because, honey, she was ready to walk out. She was ready to walk out and leave. Um, yeah, it was just, it's real interesting, you know what I'm saying? And, and when you listen to the interview, it was just, it was just really deep on um, just just about, you know, it was just, it gave you more, you know, and it put you in a, a, a thought of, of, you know, uh, forgiveness and, and what it really means to forgive. You know, like she said, she forgave, you know, because she, you know, she no longer wanted to harbor those feelings, you know, towards him because he was really putting in the work to show her that, you know, hey, it was a big mistake. Um, like she said, she asked him questions. He answered them brutally honest. Um, he didn't go the route that a lot of people go where they'd be like, you know, I'm not telling you who it was. Don't worry about it. Like, I know a young lady who cheated on a dude, you know, in her marriage, and he asked her who was the nigga she cheated with. She said, well, um, I mean, is it going to help us if I tell you who it is? Um, if it's not going to help us, then I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. Bitch, are you kidding me? I wouldn't give a fuck. Bitch, how about you take your chances? How about you take your chances like you took your chance on cheating? You betted the farm on cheating. You betted the whole damn farm when you went and laid down with another nigga. Now your husband is asking you who was the nigga. You know what I'm saying? You gonna, That's the type of response you're going to give? Uh, no. Wrong answer, bitch. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I'm saying you tell your mate what they want to know I can't stand when people do that it don't matter it don't matter you know that's what leaves resentment that when you do not take accountability you open yourself up to be resented and it, it just don't even need to be uh, when I'm talking about accountability and this sense, it don't even have to always be about a relationship or a marriage well relationship yeah but not necessarily you know romantic relationship it could be um, your relationship with your mom, your dad, your sibling, or whoever, you know, your cousin, your friend, when you don't take a gallon, when you, when you hurt somebody or you offend somebody and that person lets you know that and you don't take accountability, meaning like you, you try to either deflect or you just won't admit that you hurt them or you say some shit like, oh, if I'm, um, oh yeah, well, um, um, if I did that, then I'm sorry. If you felt like that, then I'm sorry or some shit. You know, just some old vague shit that some people say. Or they'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but... And if you ever put the word but behind an apology, baby, you just negated that whole fucking apology. You might as well start over or you might as well not even apologize because evidently your apology is not sincere. So anyway, but yeah, you know, you can't go into the whole, oh, yeah, you know... Um, you know, I, 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 you know, just deflecting and, and you're making up all kinds of excuses. You will not acknowledge that you have afflicted some type of pain or, you know, you offended this person. That shit will make a person resent you. And, and it will make sometimes, sometimes it will draw a wedge between you and a person. Because sometimes all we want is for our feelings to be acknowledged. And all we want is for the, the offender who offended us or who hurt us or whoever all we want is for them to acknowledge it, excuse me, and acknowledge our feelings, and that's that. And we move on and we heal. But you cannot move on and you cannot heal properly if a person is not giving you that, um, you know, if they're not um, taking ownership. And sometimes, 
we don't heal what we do is we go ahead and we just move forward with life and we suppress those resentful feelings or we suppress that hurt that we felt because this person never wanted to take ownership of what you know of what they did or whatever what they said or whatever so yeah so i i thought it was just really interesting now i've heard the story you know that they talked you know i've heard the whole story like i said i listened to their podcast and the whole cheating situation that came out years ago years ago um so they're doing this book now so they're you know you know they're going back and they're talking about it again or whatever but um I, I, you know i don't mind stories where you see a couple where um they have gone through some things and another thing i found interesting that she said um gia she said um that that the situation humbled the fuck out of her because she thought so highly of her relationship she thought so highly of her man you know she thought that she wouldn't go through nothing like that and that's another thing i always tell people don't ever say what your man would not do don't ever be too sure of what your man or your woman would not do baby because you would never know and like when you're married and y'all in a good space enjoy that good space because a lot of times the rhythm of marriage is like the rhythm of life sometimes you could be up sometimes you could be down you don't know so enjoy the uptime because when the downtime come you're gonna need those memories from the uptown uptime <laughs> from the uptime when y'all was up and doing good and feeling good you're gonna need that to you you're gonna need that to remind you of a place that y'all can be in you know what i'm saying so, um, um, yeah, so she got real deep or whatever. But anyway, what I wanted to really talk about, I really want to touch on was the whole interview where, um, there was a part where, um, I'm not sure if it was the breakfast club interview where, um, it came out that she said that she, uh, faked the orgasm for like almost 21 for, you know, 21 years in their marriage, um, but it was it was something on I saw it on Twitter or whatever. But basically, I don't know if it was an interview with somebody else or if it was an interview because I, I didn't finish the Breakfast Club interview. It was long as fuck, and I was doing other stuff around the house while I was listening to it. I didn't get to finish listening to it. And I got to go back and listen to, finish listening to it. So I didn't know. I had I think I had like twenty five minutes left of the interview. So I'm not sure if they got to the orgasm part some within that time or whatever, or they just got to it or it was on another interview. But anyway, let me play this shit for you. Let me play this for y'all. <laughs> And then I'm going to come back and talk about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Is this it right here? Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, come on. Uh-huh. Here we go. You want to reward that. Hold on. And I'm sure so many women can relate. Like, you want to reward that man for that work. And the only reward that you have to offer is an orgasm. But even if I didn't feel it, I would still be performative. So, yes, I was faking it. We got into, like, an argument, and then she was like, well, you know, I don't be having an orgasm. She didn't say it in there. She speaks way more eloquent than I would have. And I was like, what? And she was like, I don't. I'm like, no, yes, you do. I hear it. Like, you are, ah, ah, And then she's like, no, I'm faking it. I'm like, every time? And she was like, yeah. And then that just crushed me because I thought I was putting in work. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking I'm, you know, big daddy long leg. And I'm sure so many women can relate. Like, you want to reward that man for that work. And the only reward wow. that you have to offer is an orgasm. Wait a minute. That was it, y'all. I didn't want it to replay. So, first of all, for those who don't know, this story they talked about, um, uh, they they talked about this particular 
um, situation as well years ago because, like I said, I listened to their podcast. And I, I remember years ago when she said that she faked an orgasm. And I remember he said that, um, see, this is just now coming out now because you're promoting this book. But they've talked about all of this years ago. So anyway, yes, she said she faked it. During the, she faked it for like years and he said that when he found out that she started faking it when she you know revealed that to him when they would have <laughs> when they would have sex going forward after that he said you know when she would start you know making noises and shit he said he would roll his eyes to the back of his head like uh he didn't say that in this interview i don't think but i remember hearing them talk about it on their podcast he said he would roll his ass to the back of his head and shit like that like okay whatever here we go <laughs> And I remember they talked about how you can make your partner feel um, insecure. And, yeah, so, now let me say this. Um, like I said, I actually love them as a couple. I, I know they're not perfect, and that's why I like them. They're not perfect, and they don't try to be. Um, some people were saying that, you know, this is like a form of emasculation. Here's what I think. I do feel like this is not something that should have been shared publicly, this falls into the category of doing too much. <laughs> uh, although I love them, like I said, but I don't, I, I feel like bedroom details shouldn't, in a marriage, it should not be, in a relationship period, it shouldn't be put out there like that, especially something like that. I mean, now, it is true. Some women do fake it. That's nothing new, you know, but it's like, you don't want to put that out there about your husband, okay? Um, it's just too much information. It's just TMI, you know, and that's just my opinion. Um, now it's like people are going to be looking at him like, dude, you ain't taking care of your woman in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but also this could be, you know, good to drum up, you know, get some eyeballs on their book. Might make the book sales go up, you know, so... I don't know, but um, I, and I do believe that Gia wants the spotlight. I mean, I think that Gia wants to be on his level as far as um, kind of like, you know, more seen and more in the, you know what I'm saying, more in the spotlight. And my only thing with that is I don't mind a woman, you know, wanting to be, you know, have her own light shined on her. and she, You know, I, I, I'm not against a woman wanting to have her light, <clears throat> letting her light shine next to her man or whatever, whatever. But one thing I know, one thing I've noticed about being in that type of industry, being famous or whatever, it seemed like the relationships where the woman kind of plays the background, and I don't mean background in a disrespectful way, but she's more, she's not really all in the limelight, she's not all in the video, look, all in the video, <laughs> all in the camera, you know what I'm saying, she not, you know, she ain't like, she ain't doing all that, those are the relationships that seem to, um, they last longer, they seem to, you don't hear much about them, for example, um, shit, Ice Cube and his wife, we all know that he's married to Kim, but we don't, we never see Kim. We never hear nothing from, hell, I've never even heard Ice Cube's wife speak. I don't even know what she sounds like, okay? I just know she's pretty, and I know he's been with her for a very long time. That's all I know about Ice Cube's wife, Kim. Then we got, um, 
who's um LL Cool J's wife, Simone. Now, I can't really say Simone be in the spotlight like that, but I do know Simone has her own thing that she does called Sis Sis Wears Purple or something like that. But still, we still don't hear much or see much of Simone. Simone, um, you know, Cool J, okay? Um, who else? Snoop's wife, Shantae. Hell, we don't really hear a seat from Shantae. You know, Shantae be low-key low key as fuck. Shantae ain't with all the Hollywood shit anyway. I've seen Shantae do an interview, and she's like, I don't I ain't with all that shit. She don't, you know what I'm saying? Um, who else? Um, there's just a, there's a, there's, that's just to name a few. Where you don't see the wife, you know, you know the wife is there. You definitely know she's there, but you don't see or hear from this wife. I don't have a problem with that either. I actually think that's better because, like I said, you stay out of the the damn just you know your 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 relationship your business stays out of the limelight. Look at Jada, Jada Pinkett. Now look, she's doing the oh, oh they back with the red table talk too. Speaking of them, I saw a preview where they back doing they back at it. Okay, but look at Jada. You know what I'm saying? Jada trying to be all in the spotlight like Will. Now don't get me wrong, Jada was already doing her thing before she got with Will. You know she did a different world and you know she. Uh, you know, she was already on the on the come up anyway, so I can't say that. But I'm just, so I can't say that, you know, she's trying to be, like, on the level of her husband. But what I'm just saying is that we wouldn't know so much of their business, probably. You know what I'm saying? We wouldn't know so much because, hell, a lot of the stuff we know about them and all the shit that's been going on around them, surrounding them, is basically been because of Jada putting shit out there. You know what I'm saying? Wanting to be Miss Popular and be all in, you know, all in the videos, all in the camera. Um, so, yeah. Now, when the whole situation with August Alcina came out, that was because, you know, August Alcina sat down with Angela Yee and did an interview. And she asked him about it. And that's how that kind of came out. And Jada and Will did the Red Table Talk to kind of, you know, I guess do some type of damage control or whatever. But, um, so, I'm just saying, like, it pays to sometimes just kind of be in the background as a wife. Sometimes, and again, I don't say that in a disrespectful manner, like you got to be some type of peon to your husband or something like that. But I'm just saying sometimes it just pays to, you know, if, if he's if he's the, the more popular one or whatever, let him stay that. Speaking of, I want to say this real quick about Angela Yee. She's so fucking annoying to me sometimes. Oh, my gosh. I, when I was watching that interview with um, Gia Casey on The Breakfast Club, Envy's wife, man, she gonna start the interview while I was talking about some. So, yeah, uh, how do you feel to know that Envy and Charlamagne is always flirting with each other? Like, bitch, why would you start off the interview with that? Why would you even say that? She always saying some stupid ass shit. She's so annoying. And I actually like Angela Yee, but she's so fucking annoying and she's so childish. You know what I'm saying? She always want to talk about nasty shit. And I know her podcast, Lip Service, is all about talking. All they do is talk about sex, honey. Everything. And I'm, I'm talking about they go in detail about the shit. Like, girl... But she's always making them little gay jokes about DJ Envy and Charlamagne. And I feel like her interviews, if you notice, a lot of her interviews have um, gotten people caught up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like just like the whole situation with uh, with Tank 
uh, something about some sucking dick or something. What, what, what was it about a year or two ago? And it went viral, all because he was on her fucking podcast. She she just asks certain questions that gets people caught up, and she says things that you know could could grow legs. You know what I'm saying? Like you keep she always making these jokes about Envy and Charlemagne. Like girl, shut up. Like a childish ass schoolgirl, and she be just giggling, <laughs> thinking it's funny. Like she just. She gets on my nerves. <laughs> and she the one that made Lil Mama cry years ago, so it was not Charlemagne. Everybody was like, Charlemagne made Lil Mama cry. No, it was Angela Yee's ass because Charlemagne was already getting on. Um, y'all remember the interview years ago? Charlemagne was already. That's actually how I knew about the Breakfast Club, too, after that incident. But um, Charlemagne was getting on Lil Mama's nerves, but Angela Yee brought it on home when she started asking little mama about her mother because little mama at the time little mother little i said little mother at the time little mama's mother had just passed away so angela yee brought that shit up and that's when that's when the tears came but angela yee she's like a fucking instigator i think that's what it is i think that's what i'm trying to say she's a fucking instigator and i don't like how some of her interviews always leave people you know what i'm saying in a in a fucking in a viral frenzy and it's always something negative anyway girl anyway so yeah um i just think this should have been left in the bedroom um they probably like i said i mean hell they talked about it on their podcast so then again maybe i can't say that they talked about it on their podcast years ago about faking it they even talked about how they would even and i'm not sure if this is in the book or not but they talked about how they would actually pretend that they are other people when they're fucking like sometimes DJ Envy would imagine he's fucking somebody else, and sometimes she would imagine she's fucking somebody else. They actually talked about that on their podcast. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure if they, you know, mentioned this in any of these interviews or whatever, or they talked about it in their book. I don't know, but, you know, they've been doing something right shit. They've been married all this time. They got all these kids together, you know, a beautiful family or whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, Dia, I mean, I said Dia, Gia got some hard, um, features though she really do i mean i think she's a she's a pretty woman you know what i'm saying she got some hard features though for real for real but um yeah so the the whole thing is the, is healing you know what i'm saying the whole thing is about healing um i like the fact that they were both willing to put in the work to heal because like i said you know when people go through cheating and shit like that a lot of people don't recover from it a lot of times they start just get slicker about how they go and cheat you know what i'm saying or they start or they want to blow it off like man don't don't bring that like why you keep bringing that up you know instead of instead of being accountable why you keep bringing that up you know don't talk look i said i was sorry what else you want me to do damn you know what i'm saying like shit like that that ain't how you heal from no that ain't how you move on from no shit like that it's not when you break once you break somebody's trust or once somebody breaks your trust it's hard to go back it is, especially if you're still doing things that you was doing before, like having your ass all on social media or whatever, or you, you keeping secrets, you keeping secret codes and shit, or you keeping, um, you know, you, you keeping your cell phone tight to your fucking chest. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be without your cell phone. You know, you, you, when your, when your girl grab your phone or whatever, you in the shower, you, you damn near busting your ass, getting out the shower, trying to go grab your phone. Like, cause you got shit to hide. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and these phones tell on people, boy, woo, these phones, these phones, these phones. Man, let me tell you something. I, social media and my cell phone will not be a fucking issue in my fucking relationship slash marriage. Ain't no way in hell. 
because I don't feel like it should be. I feel like if your cell phone or social media is an issue in your fucking marriage, your marriage was already in, 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 in shambles or you already had, your marriage was already in trouble because your social media, I don't care what nobody say, that shit should not affect your relationship. And I know it affects a lot of people's relationships and I think that's bad. Because for me, you know, it's, it's a business tool, it's a marketing tool, it's, you know, I, I just don't, I can't see me, you know what I'm saying, the way, because the way I feel about social media, I feel like it's just a, it's just a, you know, it's, it's a, it's another world, but then there's a real, then I have a real life, you know what I'm saying, I have my real life, and in real life, I don't allow my social media world to come in between me and my, you know what I'm saying, like, that's crazy, you know, I, I, I see couples where they be going through shit where, you know, they, they, they into it because one person loves attention so much to where they always want to post on social media, and then you, and, that, and that's another thing, you know, be careful of being with somebody who loves attention, boy, they love attention, they love attention from the opposite sex, they just love it, that can be a dangerous, that can be dangerous to a relationship, but anyway, you know, you may have a couple, I mean, when I be seeing couples that's always on social media, I be like, oh my gosh, I bet that's, ooh, I bet that's just annoying, you know, where, you know, you just always want to post everything, that's just annoying, if my man listen, if 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 I'm with somebody and they always want to be on social media, and every time we go out to eat, they want to post everything, every every little moment we have, every little move, every little step we take, they want to put it on social media. I'll probably get into it. We'll probably get into it, cause I'll be like, God damn, put the phone down. Everybody don't need to see this, and that's what I'm saying. Like everybody don't need to see everything. Damn. Some shit just need to stay sacred, just need to stay off social media. But, um, but yeah, you know, people don't be, want, people be acting like, people be keeping their social media like it's like, 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 damn, like what, I mean, you know, for real. Um, um, give up the past, I mean, I, I don't see nothing wrong with your man having your passcodes and shit, I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know, anything to assure that, hey, look, I ain't got nothing going on. And, I, and people try to be like, well, you should trust your, you should trust your girlfriend or your boyfriend. And, and no, well, I mean, if that person has once broken that trust, nigga, and you want to still be with me, and you want me to believe you, you, you solid, and you want me to believe that you're not going to cheat again, nigga, give up the passcodes, okay, uh, yeah. I bet I see you walk in another room when that goddamn phone rang. My girlfriend was just telling me, one of my friends, she was just telling me the other day, she met this dude online or whatever on one of them dating apps and shit, and she was saying how the nigga would never call her, and he just kept trying to text her or whatever. He asked for her phone number, but then when they exchanged numbers, he kept texting and shit, and, you know, he would never call her. And I said, girl, you already know what that means. That nigga got a woman, honey, okay? Nigga already got a woman. And then uh, she was saying that when he finally did call her, he said he was outside on the porch and shit. She could hear all these cars and stuff. And nigga talking about he was on the porch taking a smoke or whatever. Yeah, how convenient. Yeah, your ass outside on the porch because nigga you can't talk on the inside. Then she said that he was like, I'm about to go in the house and I'm about to go, in, go, to, go to the bathroom. I got to do a number two. I know that's a little TMI, but you know. Ciao. Nigga, you won't go, you, you had to go from outside to the bathroom, nigga, cause your ass can't talk. I said, girl, I just told his ass, get your ass off this phone and go tend to your relationship. 
crap, nigga. <laughs> oh my gosh. And see, another reason why some men probably don't be want some people, period, but they don't be want to give up they they little social media passcodes. See, that's what motherfuckers cheat at on through social media. You see, people be cheating through them, you know, through Messenger, because a lot of times they know, you know, they, their their significant other is not really going to check all in their Messenger or whatever, whatever, because they're not, that's why they won't cheat. They, they're not going to text through the cell phone. They're going to cheat through that Messenger. You know what I'm saying? It goes down in the DM, but I'm telling you, man, listen, why, and why is it like that? Why does it seem like the, the, um, the people that be in your inbox on social media, Man, I say it all the time. Those be the motherfuckers that can't wait to waste your time. Those are the niggas that always got a woman of some sort, whether it's a baby mama they still dealing with, whether it's a whole fucking wife, okay? They got a wife. They got a girlfriend. And I'm talking about these people be, you see them on social media together. And, but they still, that don't stop a nigga from getting that inbox, boy. I know too many women, myself included, where they got a, where, you know what I'm saying, a dude got a chick or whatever, and he is steady in your inbox. Boy, bye. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Wait. Mm. Damn. So, anyway. <laughs> Shit is crazy out here, man. Shit is crazy. So anyway, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Anyway, so um, so yeah, y'all. I just thought that was interesting. Um, as far as like I said, her saying she faked it or whatever. Yeah, I feel like that's something that could have stayed in the bedroom. You know, I just think that um, everybody don't need to know everything. You know, they just don't. So, um, but you know, once you put it out there, you know, you can't get mad when people be commenting and stuff and, you know, saying what they need to say or whatever, because hey, you put it out there for public consumption. So that's what that is, though. Um, let me touch on this real quick, too. So Monica had posted, young Monica the singer, Monica had posted a picture over Easter weekend, okay, of her and uh, Corey Miller, aka C. Murder, Masterpiece Brother. Um, she went and visited him. Y'all know he's still locked up, y'all know, because he got sentenced to life in prison. But she went and visited him or whatever and posted a beautiful picture of them. Um, and, you know, people had things to say. Some people was like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. Some people was in support of it, like, oh, that's true love and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And some people was just like, uh, damn, so did she always love him even while she was married to Shannon Brown or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Here's what I got to say. I love Monica, first of all. Monica is a classy-ass chick. What I love about Monica is Monica is so hood. I'm not going to say she's so hood, but I'm going to say Monica hood. But she's so classy, though. Not not too many women can pull that off where they could be both. You know what I'm saying? But Monica does. Monica executes that shit so flawlessly. I love Monica. She a hood chick, but she, I mean, for real, she is so freaking classy. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so, when it comes to her and Steve Murder, you know, I mean, I'm not the one, you know, Monica can do what she want to do, you know what I'm saying, that's on her, but I'm not the one to, um, I can't really say what she should and shouldn't do, but, um, I, I will say this. Okay, C. Murder was sentenced to life. Monica's been trying to, she's been working with Kim Kardashian to kind of get him out 
or whatever because i think there's been some stuff in his case that they can kind of use to kind of get him out and he's been in there for a long time okay um there's nothing wrong with her loving him but i kind of wonder though like is it a love that because i can't remember how long they were even together they was together years ago you know like i said when she was younger i'm wondering if it's one of them things where you she's at a place in her life where her past relationships have failed like including her marriage and you know how sometimes when we get older we reminisce on a past love uh, especially when we were younger and we'd be like oh my gosh you know it's and it's like since her and Steve murder didn't get to um I can't remember if they broke up because he got locked up. Because Monica ended up having another relationship after that where she ended up with the one guy who ended up killing himself in front of her. Um, So that was after C. Murder. But um, I'm going to call him Corey. I don't really want to say C. Murder. But Corey ended up going to prison or whatever and for a murder charge. And um, I'm wondering if it was one of the things where they didn't get to break up because of something he did or something she did they broke up um because he went to prison you know what i mean so it's one of the things where she probably felt like um hold on let me see something i gotta see something because I, I hate to not i hate to talk and not really know the facts of what i'm saying so let me look this up real quickly. Um, and they say, remember her song, uh, I didn't ask to go with you to Mexico. I really didn't need the shopping spree in L.A. on Melrose. Oh, that was the shit. Um, you didn't know, you should have known better than to think I would leave. They said she wrote that about C. Murder Child. Probably did. But anyway, um, so here you go. Monica, um, let me see, hold on. She was a fan, blah, 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 blah. I gotta see this. Okay. Monica met C. Murder in the late 90s when they were introduced by rapper Foxy Brown. And, um, Monica. Monica, um, she felt like she had known him forever from that one conversation. Uh, from there, from there, their relationship moved quickly. Uh, though the artists kept their romance out of the media, Monica gave vibes some insight into the kind of relationship they shared. <clears throat> Excuse me. She mentioned how C. Murder was by her side when a heart condition caused her to collapse at a show when she was 18 and how he cared for her as she spent a month in the hospital at that i mean at some point they got engaged after c murder proposed during a visit to six flags over georgia um but they broke up before they reached the altar okay now here you go why monica and c murder broke up monica suggested to vibe that it became complicated to balance their relationship and the demand and, and the demands of their careers causing their eventual split Distance drove us batty. The most I saw him was when I was in the hospital, she told the outlet. 
Uh, the remarks appear to be some of the few statements she's made about the demise of their relationship. Though the um, the Boombox reports that her 2003 hit, You Should Have Known Better, which was what I was just singing, was influenced by their split. After calling it quits, C-Murder married and divorced someone from his native New Orleans. Oh, wow. While Monica went on to date a previous partner. After the after that relationship ended, she entered an on-off relationship with Atlanta rapper Rocco that lasted from 2000 to 2010 and produced two children, Rocco and Romello Montez Hill. Monica then took a break from dating and shifted her attention to her music career. However, she wound up meeting a new man, Shannon Brown. Blah 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 blah. They got they. He was on a video set of her video in 2010 for that song "Love All Over Me." Oh, okay, I remember that. She and Brown married that year and had a daughter, Leah Brown, in 2013 before divorcing in 2019. Okay, so what I was going to say was, I thought maybe they got, they, her and um, C-Murder had split up because he got locked up. And I was going to say that I wonder if she's still hanging on to this love for him because they only broke up because he got locked up. Okay, so let me change what I was going to say. So, in that case, they broke up before he got locked up and they, they went on to date other people during that time okay so i just still wonder though like you know they she said the distance drove them you know crazy that it was the, the distance or whatever their career so i wonder like is she still just having this this torch for him because you know um it wasn't a situation like he cheated on her or he beat on her and all shit like that it was just like well their distance got into the the distance got in the way either way she obviously still got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of love for C. Murder, okay, for Corey Miller, whatever. She got a love, for, a lot of love for Corey. Um, some people would even say it's kind of messed up that she still had this love for him while she was even married to Shannon and all that or whatever. But I mean, I say there's nothing wrong with her loving him. But I will say this: when it comes to dealing with somebody who's been incarcerated, um, and like I said, he's been in there for a long time um let's say he does get out you know what i wonder speaking of people being incarcerated it made me think about uh remy ma i wonder when she did those eight years because she did about eight years i wonder and papoose waited on her all those years all those years but i wonder i love i love the way he loved her oh my gosh oh my gosh um anyway i wonder did they have conjugal visits or, because I'm sure he did not wait no eight years before he smashed something. Or did she give him permission? Like, hey, look, I know I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they weren't having conjugal visits. I know they got married while she was in there. So maybe they did have conjugal visits. Shit, I don't know. But, um, yeah, like, or, or did she give him, like, a pass? Like, hey, look, I, while I'm in here, you know what I'm saying? You can fuck a bitch. Just don't get a bitch pregnant. Just don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know how that stuff go when they be in prison. I heard the C, I heard them, uh, the CEOs, them ladies, the, the, you know, the, the correction officers, the female correctional officers be fucking them, you know what I'm saying, them inmates or whatever, but I don't know, but, um, <laughs> um, is C murder and Monica having conjugal visits or what? You know what I mean? Like, damn. Anyway, so, um, I will say that when somebody's been incarcerated for a long time like that, let's say if he did get out, um, it's one of the things where 
she will have to be really careful in terms of his mentality because one thing um when somebody's incarcerated for a long time they become institutionalized and whatever age he went in when he comes out that's going to be where his mentality is so let's say for instance if c murder went in when he was 21 shit um when he comes out he's going to have his mind is going to be that of a 21 year old and i do believe that because i know some guys like that they went in kind of at a certain age and um they come out you know what i'm saying they come out at that same age because hell they've been in there they haven't been out here socializing and you know because socializing really does you know it 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 it, it is important to get out here and socialize that's why like when you if you um you know some people be socially awkward or whatever or because they spend time away from people you know what i mean you have to get out here and mingle with people and learn you know what i mean through through um interaction with people that's why it's important to have children you know out with in, in school with other kids and stuff you can't keep your kids cooped up and um locked up in the house you know what i mean so it's like um it's important to to kind of be out here you know um, mingling amongst people so um yeah i'm saying that to say that yeah if he does get out you know i hope that you know i just hope monica knows what she's doing you know um and um because yeah that ain't no joke like that shit ain't no joke dealing with somebody that's been institutionalized like that for a long time it, 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 you know my one girlfriend she say she call it having prison residue you know what i'm saying on them meaning that sometimes when they come out you can still tell that they've been locked up you know what i mean like in the, and it could be you know just from the just from the way they carry themselves just the way they act just the you know the type of jobs that they had you know like um there was this one guy who had um been in prison he had went when he was 14 and got out when he was like 25 or something like that for a robbery and shit and let me see he got out i think he he got out in 2006 is when he got out and so but even in 2022 because you know how sometimes let's just be real it's certain jobs that sometimes felons um you know are able to get now don't get me wrong i know some felons that's come out and they've ran circles around you know niggas that's been out you know what i mean they they doing really good but then there's some who which like i said my friend would call having that prison residue they get out and they you know they still kind of you know be kind of like hindered a little bit because of you know their record or whatever so they can only get certain types of jobs well this guy that i'm talking about like i said he got out in 2006 but in 2022 you know he's working at like restaurants like pier 11 and and bob evans and places like that you know now legit money is legit money however it's like you know you've been out since 2006 you know what i'm saying what other opportunities have you had come your way you know and why are you working this type of job like you fresh out the joint and I, and that's no shade to nobody that works you know restaurant um jobs or whatever bob evans or nothing like that but i'm just saying though you know what i'm saying because i think he i think the guy was like 40 i think so yeah i'm just saying like you know it, it's just you know it, it, 
rehabilitation is, you know, entering back into society is a is a big issue. You know, it's a big deal for someone who's been incarcerated for a long time. You know, and like I said, he's facing life, so it's not yeah, you don't guarantee he even gonna get out of there. Um, so yeah. So yes, um yeah, so he's fifty one years old now. Um, see, uh, Corey Miller, he's 51. Yeah, so when did he go in there? 2009. He was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, he was sentenced to life, he was sentenced to life in prison on August 14, 2009. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a long time. But, um, so yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like I said, hey, I wish them the best. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, so okay, y'all. Uh, I think that's it for me for now. You know what I'm saying? I think I done talk to talk, honey. Now I'm about to walk the walk and take my butt to bed, and um turn this microphone off and uh y'all don't forget to um subscribe and download this podcast and uh follow me on social media and um ooh, i feel like i talked about a lot today okay all right until next time i'm gonna get out of here so y'all take care peace All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.